2: It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast,
0: starring Dave Schilling, Jeff Shepard,
4: Corliss Williamson, Joey Devine, Luke Hancock,
5: Ryan Archidocono, Sean Keen, my Simon, team Cleaves,
4: musical guest Dan Vogelberg, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine.
2: Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, and we are back with another midweek episode of Round Ball Rock. I am here As always, with my permanent co-host, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you?
4: Uh, I'm pretty good, Joey.
2: How are you? I'm okay. Whatever. It's uh, the middle of the day, (laughs) in the middle of the week. Um, (laughs) You're feeling like an NBA team in late March. Exactly. Um, Real quick, before we get started, uh, we've got a lot of stuff to do today. I just wanted to thank some people who sent reviews. Into their iTunes. Uh, thank you, Big V Forty Nine, Richard fromage, and of course, S A Bulldog for their five star reviews. Ah, uh, hell yeah! Again, please give us five star reviews on iTunes. I know it's weird that they only allow five stars. It you know, it's tough but fair. Like
4: right.
2: like Tom Izzo. It's like it's it's like everyone everyone gets a trophy on iTunes. Hmm. Um. You can also always email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com, tweet at us at roundrockpod, or of course, do the thing that no one ever does, which is call us on the phone at 323-682-0342. And if you have a spelling for that, please let us know, because uh, I hate having to look it up every time. (laughs) <laughs> um there's one more announcement i want to make sean oh okay uh we're gonna do a listener meetup at summer league
4: yeah wait
2: what inspired this joey <laughs> well we're gonna get there let's play this guy's <laughs> drop real quick
3: now at guard from north carolina You know him from, what GM is what sex scene? And What owners should karaoke what songs? The King Questioner himself At Ninja Pertil on Twitter Formerly Shot Daddy A.K.A. Don Nelson But Shot Daddy in our hearts Here he is The Goat of Reader Mail David Jordan
2: that's right, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Dunn Nelson, a.k.a. Ninja Purtle, a.k.a. Shot Daddy, a.k.a. David Jordan, uh, was at a casino in Biloxi, Missouri, and he saw a Tillman Fertitta-themed slot machine. Uh, and as listeners of the show might know, uh, Tillman Fertitta is my nemesis. <laughs> Yes. Uh, he owns the Houston Rockets. Uh, he's the star of CNBC's uh, The Billion Dollar Buyer. He owns the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Uh, also, he once said this in an interview, and again, I haven't said this part about this drop yet, but... Uh, I didn't do anything to this drop. This is Mm -hmm. just how it is in the video. Sometimes sometimes we do a little bit of fun in on Roundball Rock. This is just a quote. This is straight up, I didn't add this music. I didn't do anything. Uh, But here's Tillman Fertitta, if you don't know who he is.
1: How does Tillman describe himself?
2: A motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, our friend Don Nelson was in Biloxi, Missouri at the Golden Nugget Resort and Casino and saw a Tillman Fertitta slot machine. And I said, as a joke, Round Ball Rock Summer League meetup at the Tillman Fertitta slot machines if they're in Vegas somewhere. And our man, David Jordan, called the Golden Nugget in Las Vegas and an excited man told him, yes, they do have the Tillman Fertitta slot machines. So guess what, guys? What's that? And gals. Roundball Rock. Listener meetup. Date TBA at the Tillman Fertitta slot machines at the Golden Nugget in Las Vegas. Yes. Um, I'm going to say, Sean, we've done a lot of dumb things on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh. Planning a listener meetup at a bank of slot machines in a casino is maybe the dumbest idea I've ever had. And I'm pretty proud of it. <laughs> I mean, it would be dumber if we made everyone
4: go to Biloxi, Mississippi, but...
2: Uh... <laughs> we don't like the blues. That's the problem. Oh, that's, that's why that's we're not really going... Or Neil point. Simon. Um, right? That's a Neil Simon play. Biloxi Blues? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. Anyway, we'll have a date and time TBA, but trust me on this one. Uh, We are going to make the time as dumb as the event itself. So it might be like 12.57 a.m. on a Tuesday. Look, (laughs) it's a popular slot machine, I assume, right? Yeah, we're... Here's what we're all going to do. We're all going to put $5 into a Tillman Fertita slot machine Mm -hmm. and take him for as much money as we can (laughs) yeah in your face (laughs) i've been ripped off at too many rainforest cafes as it is how many dreams have i caught very few very few (laughs) well we'll get to that in a minute oh Um, right (laughs) (laughs) but speaking of our email our twitter our phone calls we have some reader mail sean should we get to it let's do it
3: This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots.
2: Alright, Patrick Golden wrote in and asked, Sean and Joey, it's March, which means that it's that time of the year that we hear anecdotes about which players earn the title of Mr. Basketball in their states. Mm-hmm. I believe strongly that the NBA should ad- adopt "quote unquote" Mister Basketball as a separate award from MVP for the player who most embodies the spirit of basketball in a given year. Who is your NBA Mister Basketball for the season, for this season and last, and does it differ from your MVP? Thank you, Patrick. Wow. Um, I don't want to sound like a
4: Homer but i feel like this year's mr basketball not the mvp is clay thompson like i i just feel like i don't know if there's anyone who's been on as much of a just delightful run as he has um it's like his funniest year um you know him him looking at his hand on the court when he makes shots uh he even called out the fans like that's a big part of basketball that he did. Um,
2: he's he's dunked a couple times. That was not really part of his game. He's before. dunked twenty four times. It's the most times ever.
4: Yeah. Um, and it just seems like he only he's like like he's the most likely to uh you know for his birthday party have everybody come and uh, get up shots, you know. I get it. Couldn't you see that? Like, ah, it's his birthday. He's going to a. He's going to a, an empty gym. I'm gonna put up shots. He's gonna do my favorite thing. Um, not the MVP, but that might that
2: might be a little bit of a homer call. But that was the first person that jumped to mind. Here's the first person that jumped to my mind. Uh-huh. Uh, Jim Boylan. He's Mister <laughs> Basketball this season for sure. <laughs> um, he's He's also Mr. Serial, Mr. Basketball should have an awesome soul, and as we all know, Jim Boylan, the coach of the Chicago Bulls, has an awesome soul. He's a uh a, what was that about the Wolf pack, the leadership committee uh nobody embodies basketball more than that uncle fester looking motherfucker uh in Chicago uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like he's Mr. College basketball.
4: 'Cause it's like it's a lot of like running and uh getting himself kicked out against. It is amazing that he has built himself up from laughing
2: stock to folk hero. Yeah. That's that to me is Mr. Basketball should always be a folk hero. uh uh-huh. um, Instead of someone who actually deserves an award. Yeah. Uh, I guess my secondary choice
4: would be Mario Hazonia then.
2: Yeah, that's a also a good one. Because because he
4: Blocked LeBron James and pointed at him, and uh, and again didn't play basketball particularly well, mm-hmm. but like has the has
2: like a basketball beating inside his chest where his heart should be. As for last season, I think it's a very clear winner. Mister Basketball was J.R. Smith. Uh, he threw soup at a guy, he and he forgot so much. <laughs> he single handedly lost a finals game. Yeah, he he managed to like. Remember
4: when LeBron never got hurt and was completely unbreakable, That <laughs> uh-huh. happened until j r. Smith made that play in the finals. Then LeBron broke his hand and his his wine saturated body has been breaking down ever since like he he drove LeBron to drink <laughs> um anyway, like a, oh yeah, go ahead. a guy who could make eight threes and miss eighteen threes on consecutive <laughs> nights.
2: Part of me did want to, like, give, like, a joke answer to this where it was, like, uh, Kawhi Leonard last year and Anthony Davis this year. (laughs) Because, like, that's what
4: what basketball fucking is now, right? Just guys (laughs) determining where they want to go. I hate this new game. It was really different. (laughs) I want to look back on the times when the only way to get your way to your favorite team was to... Buy a driving school like Bob Cousy did, so he could go to the Celtics. That really happened. It's so weird.
2: Um, anyway, thanks, Patrick. Uh, and again, if you want to write in and ask us some questions, you can do that at Rock Pod on Twitter. Roundrockpod at gmail.com, or that phone number I said earlier because I do not want to look it up again. <laughs> uh just, just rewind
4: listen to it again that segment was great <laughs> um should we get to the news let's do it
3: this is round ball rock news basketball news for humans and robots trust the process
2: sean uh-huh it's a somber day here at Roundball Rock mm-hmm. uh, as one of basketball lost someone, uh, one of the greats today. Uh, Chris Humphreys officially announced his retirement <laughs> well, in the Players' Tribune. Oh, thank
4: God, the Players' Tribune. Congratulations on that scoop.
2: Which uh... editor do you think ran this one down? Was it Derek Jeter? <laughs> Was it Danica Patrick? I always, I always Was it think Danica Humphreys. <laughs> I think this was
4: a Kevin Love scoop. I think so. Just like the Minnesota connection. Um, wait, is is Blake Griffin an editor?
2: Um, I think he might just be a contributor. Oh, yeah. Let me never, see. He doesn't have any editorial power. <laughs> Players Tribune masthead.
4: <laughs> we, we definitely recommend Googling Players Tribune masthead. <laughs>
2: Actually, they have changed the masthead now. Oh. It has real writers on it. <laughs> Damn it.
4: <laughs> well, I'm still gonna give K Love credit for this one. Keep 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 up the journalism.
2: Um hold on. Wiki. Here we go. Yeah. Um Content Contributors, is that where this is? Okay, so here's here's our list of uh People of and their titles, Derek Jeter, founding publisher.
4: Okay,
5: uh,
2: he's the Stanley of the Players Tribune. When we're watching the uh, <laughs> PTCU a few years from now, Derek Jeter will be doing cameos in every movie. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, David Ortiz, <laughs> big poppy, editor at large. Uh, Steve Nash, senior producer. Okay. Tiger Woods, contributing editor.
4: <laughs> What's good is they didn't turn their back on Tiger because he'd given them so much journalism before his disgrace. They were like, you know what? We're sticking with uh, Tiger.
2: <laughs> Blake Griffin, senior editor. You were correct.
4: <laughs> so I think, I think actually Blake Griffin might have been responsible for this story. He has a
2: connection <laughs> to the Kardashian family. Kevin Love, senior editor. Huh? Kobe Bryant... You ready for this? You know I what think his know title his is. No. <laughs> it's is it just Black Mamba? Black Mamba. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Which is actually a neglected uh, position at a lot of daily newspapers.
2: <laughs> Danica Patrick, senior editor, CJ McCollum, who works with them a lot, only guest contributor. Oh come on. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson, senior editor. Okay. Paul Pierce, Contributing Editor. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Tribune Facial Hair Consultant. Do you think he's held on to that job? <laughs> it seems like he's busier now. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, Senior Editor. They're going to
4: lay him off.
2: <laughs> um, Matt Harvey, New York City Bureau Chief
4: uh wow he doesn't even live there anymore like (laughs) yeah we're learning a lot about some of the perils of journalism in 2019
2: (laughs) your bureau chief lives in cincinnati (laughs) hey look it's with technology these days you can you know just straight up uh Oh, Steve Novak, contributing editor. <laughs> oh, Matt Harvey actually signed with the uh, Los Angeles
4: Angels, so he's actually a little further from... But Anaheim is the New York City of California,
2: so... <laughs> uh, yeah, did you just hear me? Steve Novak is an editor. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, did, what what? do you think his beat is, Joey? Shooting? Shooting? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then finally, of course, Caroline Wozniacki, senior editor. Oh, David, David Lee's uh, bride. Yeah. Anyway, why were we talking? Oh, right. <laughs> uh, the sad thing Chris Humphreys retired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Sean, I have not read Chris Humphreys' piece in the uh, Players Tribune. Well, that's good because I read the whole thing. Wow. Uh, do you want to run us through some things?
4: Yeah, the second half of it was about um, him – well, it's basically about him being a big shot in college, getting his ass kicked in the NBA, realizing his job was just to rebound as much as he could. And then the shameful second half of his career where he was mercilessly booed for getting dumped by uh, Kim Kardashian, Mm -hmm. Uh, cucked by Kanye West, you could also say. Uh, but the best thing that came out in the article was that once um, Carlos Boozer got mad at him and yelled, set a screen, Bowflex. That's a really good said burn. Because he said he looked like the Boflex guy.
0: Yeah, that's uh, a really
4: good burn. Uh, the second best part of this article, I'm just going to give you this excerpt. Uh, they're playing. They're playing the Mavericks when Don Nelson's the coach, and every time they come down the floor, Nelson was running down the sidelines, screaming out plays with my number at the end. It took me about four trips down the floor to realize when they call your number like that in the NBA, it means run it straight through the (laughs) punk-ass rookie every time. It's extremely Don Nelson. Uh, And then Chris Humphrey says, I got roasted. I was like, oh, this is the NBA. They'll just shit on you, no questions asked, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, that's That's an amazing quote. Uh <laughs> this did make me like Chris Humphreys a lot, actually. Uh and then uh he also from playing at the Mets, he learned that when Dirk doesn't like someone, he calls them a burger. Like that's, that's what he says for clowns. Like, <laughs> yeah, look at what these burgers are doing. Um and Chris Humphreys also owns a lot of five guys restaurants. So congratulations to the Five Guys Corporation. He's the and silent he's he's a silent sixth, sixth, sixth guy. guy.
2: Sixth guy. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> In the NBA, he
4: was like an eighth or ninth guy. <laughs> yeah, he got paid so much by the Nets twice. Oh, it's incredible.
2: Uh, didn't the I think Wizards was, was, also pay him a lot at one point?
4: Uh maybe once he once he was. I think he was part of that. Was he part of that Paul Pierce deal where the Nets gave up all their firstborn sons?
2: <laughs> um, I mean, I know Chris Humphreys. Had one season where it was like, whoa, this guy shoots threes now <laughs> mm-hmm. and then got paid like a ton. And it was like, whoa, Chris Humphreys does not shoot threes now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it was like it was some situation where I think Brooklyn was super capped out. And anyway, it it's very weird to look back. And just realize, yeah, I mean he got he didn't even play this year. I don't think he played last year. I think he just got waved. Was he
2: in like Europe or something? Why is he announcing this now?
4: I think probably it was five guys related because there is a very prominent photo of him and the staff of a five guys. But yeah, twenty okay, so he's in that the Nets give him a two year, twenty four million dollar contract at one point, and then he immediately gets traded to um he's 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 in that big uh Paul Pierce Kevin Garnett deal.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um anyway, let's move on to yeah. our next big news this week. Such big news. Uh I saw this it was a promoted tweet by Food and Wine magazine. Uh <laughs> NBA teams are selling branded caviar now, Sean. Oh man. Can I read you some uh some quotes from this article? Please do. Pearl Street Caviar is putting out a line a quote uh, putting out quote a line of nBA team branded caviar tins the l a Lakers, Brooklyn Nets, Miami Heat, New York Knicks, Houston Rockets, and Golden State Warriors have all gotten their own caviars available in slim twelve gram quote personal sized tins and classic 30-gram tins in different varieties, Siberian Select Caviar or the pricier Beluga Caviar. Uh, Coincidentally, oh, sorry, Uh, quote, "'We heard that a lot of the NBA players are looking to alternative food choices as a way to ramp up pregame and calm down postgame,' Pollock says. "'We believe caviar is one of the best foods for athletes.'" It has more omega-3s per ounce than the best salmon and is packed with electrolytes. It's like a way cooler Gatorade.
4: (laughs) That is the weirdest comparison I have ever heard. To be like, hey, do you want to have some caviar? Uh, I don't know. It kind of looks like it's fish eggs. No, 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 no. It's like Gatorade, but cooler.
2: (laughs) You know what pairs really well with caviar after a workout? Chocolate milk, Sean. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, it does
4: seem like that's maybe the new flex for an NBA player. It's like, oh, I just got off practice. And they're like really performatively filming yourself working out and lifting weights. (laughs) And then just housing a tube of a tin of caviar.
2: (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, is the personal size 12 gram tin. You know what it (laughs) reminds me of? Dip, oh well, you yeah, know what I mean? like, yeah. They, they, these guys are going to be—they're going to have tins of caviar in their left back pockets. Yeah, and that you're—you're kind of like, oh, it looks like,
4: kind of looks like Kevin Durant's lower lip is jutting
2: out, and it's like, oh, he's got a chaw in. <laughs> but no, it turns out he's got—he's got, got, he's got a pinch of caviar. Still...
4: Yeah, because isn't that the next step? Like, if they're good for recovery, shouldn't you be eating caviar mid-game? Like, you drink <laughs> Gatorade mid-game. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't that be a great way for the NBA to become more accessible to its fans? I mean, I am not surprised at all that the Golden State Warriors are going to be selling caviar. Right, this the- is the
2: most Chase Center shit possible.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> they're going to have little zeppelins flying around at timeouts just dropping <laughs> personal tins of caviar to people
2: um they used also, to have that like uh, uh that pizza they used to give away free pizza you know uh-huh. uh huh but this time it'll be like uh waiters on like giving out like uh like trade orders <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
5: It's past nerves time Kaluga <laughs>
4: <laughs> Don't you take like little dabs of it too and put it on like a tiny cracker?
2: Yeah, with some creme fraîche. Ugh. <laughs> you this know is not high in great... protein, creme fraîche, baby. <laughs> Now, could
4: you put it on nachos? That seems like it would be... That is 100% a thing they're
2: going to do at Chase Center, dude. That's how you you turn your nachos into a recovery food. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I wanted to ask about the teams. Uh Uh, Are any of these teams weird to you? The Lakers, the Nets, the Heat, the Knicks, the Rockets, and the Warriors... To I mean, one of these teams is not like the other I I agree with you. And uh, is it the
4: Houston Rockets? It is, is that the, the Houston thing
0: Rockets.
4: <laughs> because even though it's not like Houston isn't doesn't doesn't have some wealth in its city, but no, it no, just doesn't feel city, like oil company exec food. You know,
2: right? Like I think of like a. Uh, Big old steaks and like uh-huh. barbecue. Yeah, like like, oh, this is an expensive whiskey. Not like a tiny buckwheat pancake with some fish eggs on top.
4: Yeah, hey, Jimbo, get here, someone they got here and select. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh the only answer the only thing that maybe they're in Houston, though, is not to bring up my boy the motherfucker again. But uh, maybe he bought, a a billion tins of caviar. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's
4: true. He <laughs> might
1: have done that.
2: Also, maybe, uh, Daryl Morey found out that
4: Stephen Sondheim loves caviar, and he's just like, if he ever picks up his tickets for Will Call, we'll have the caviar he needs.
2: I actually bet Daryl Morey likes caviar. You yeah, dude. I I think caviar is good, right? <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I mean, how much can you really eat, though? It doesn't seem like like I I'm trying to think if I've had it or you not. Take like a but really it's... tiny spoon, like yeah, it's like it's... a cocaine spoon worth of caviar yeah. on a thing. You know what but I mean? It's like real rich and salty, right? Yeah. In fact, I actually grow out my pinky really long for <laughs> oh, you've caviar. Got a, yeah, got yeah, a, calf, a calf nail. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, imagine that.
4: Just people just eating caviar off of mirrors.
2: <laughs> like rubbing it on their guns. Yeah. <laughs>
4: this also feels like a... Tr- like if you were going to smuggle something illegal into an NBA arena, this seems like <laughs> the kind of front you would use. Um, what NBA player do you think is most likely to conspicuously be a caviar eater
2: oh come on man you know this <laughs> it's is it lebron Kevin? james oh dude. it is lebron james <laughs> yeah <laughs> like wine uh, and just... caviar sea bass and caviar that's all it's yeah. all in the same family my man <laughs> i think i think you're right yeah <laughs> uh in the in the weird weirdly in the food and wine article though They do claim that LeBron has a super computer-like brain for wine.
4: Yeah, well, no shit. He's an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's trying to drink wine so he can forget some of the terrible things that happened to him in the past, like in the finals. And unfortunately, his brain is too much of a supercomputer and it just remembers more stuff. That's a curse. It's a curse for LeBron.
2: Anything else you want to say about this caviar, Sean?
4: No, just just fuck the Chase Center.
2: <laughs> yeah, fuck fuck the Chase Center forever. Yeah. Um, although I'm probably gonna go there. Right yeah, now.
4: yeah, come on. Go, Warriors! <laughs> woo! <laughs> Make that money, Lego! Um,
2: Sean, we have some other sad news besides our our boy retiring. Uh-huh. Um, Yusuf Nurkic broke his leg. Ooh, I – I uh, honestly, I have not watched it
4: because people said don't watch it.
2: Oh, and I watched unlike, it.
4: Unlike almost every other time that happens, I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to watch it
2: this time. I because was- I always do. I always do. I- I watched it because I was unclear as to why people were mad at the ref. And when you watch Uh, it, you kind of get it. Do you realize what the ref did? (laughs) Oh, I did see a ref accidentally kicked his foot when he fell down, right? Like stepping over him like Allen Iverson. And he kicks his floppy, broken leg. Yeah, I mean that that sucks but that wasn't why people were mad saying they were mad at Oh the that refs. is why some people were saying they were mad at well, the refs other pe- other people were saying <laughs> were mad at the refs for other reasons Yeah because of the butterfly effect it seemed like <laughs> people
4: were like if, if calls had been different it never would have gone to overtime and then he wouldn't have broken his foot cuz the game would have been over and it's like that is of all the reasons you can be mad at the refs, it can't be, like, an argument, a philosophical argument about causality. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like the refs aren't trying to make it go to overtime. Right. They want and to go this, home, in fact. <laughs> yeah. And if, are you are you going to go through the, like, play-by-play logs and just be like, look, man, I balanced it out. <laughs> and it was exactly one shitty call too many, and that caused the overtime. But also, it was weird to hear that argument. I just saw it on the. I saw that argument that some people were making, and then learned much later that the Blazers were shooting free throws at the end of regulation mm-hmm. and would have just won outright. But they made one of two. The only outcome that would have let, like, if he had either made both or missed both. They also wouldn't have gone to overtime.
2: Yeah. But also, don't kick don't kick someone's broken foot. It was... Whether you're a ref I've or never you're just seen of- a ref, like, step over a guy on the ground in a game before, and that's what this guy was doing. Was he, like, losing his balance? No, he was, like, running to get... Because the ball... Because the other team... The play was going the other way, and oh, instead of oh. running around Nurkic, he tried to, like... Literally, Allen Iverson step over the injured man. Wow. It's really yes. weird. And he, like, literally kicks Nurkic's broken leg. Uh-huh. It is really crazy.
4: <laughs> was, was that referee Scott Foster Tim Doggy's <laughs> old best friend? I mean... What if that was, like, the weird thing that refs had gotten into? They were just... They're just gambling in injury pools now. They're just like, oh, we don't get enough juice from an over-under anymore. It's like <laughs> just weird ref death pools. We think, we, oh, we get a crippled nerk before the end of the year. It's really weird they okay, missed Jeff that reffing. <laughs> yeah, send things into overtime so we get another chance at him.
2: Um, I did read that he's going to be okay. I mean, he's out for the year, obviously, but... Uh, yeah, he there was no ligament damage and no muscle damage, so... Uh, I read that Paul George, if he'd heard it now, he'd, Nurk would be back by Thanksgiving, basically.
4: Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing about the Paul George thing. It looked so bad, and people forget that Paul George played the last, what, like 10, 15 games of that season?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So... Um, Man, that just sucks. It also just sucks Nurk that... Nurk was having uh, the
2: best year of his career by far. Yeah, man. It was, it, it was good, so charming, and like, it just sucks. We we have as, made fun we, of friends of ours for being so obsessed with Nurk, and we were wrong, and we feel bad. And yeah. anyway, thoughts and prayers for our man, Corbin A. Smith, uh, yeah. Nurk super fan. Get better, Corbin. <laughs> um, Get
4: better at your... Po- no, no, he's doing great. Taking a lot of great photos. Follow him on Instagram. He's Corbin A. Smith. Not Bosnian Beast 24 or whatever his handle is.
2: Uh, Sorry, I was coughing. Um, Oh, that's right. Just letting you ramble there. Um, All right, our next story. (laughs) Um, It seems like this happens every fucking year. Uh, But Devin Booker scored 60 points in a game they lost by almost 30. Oh, he actually did not score. Or, sorry, scored 59 58?
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, he scored 59. And do you know why he didn't get to 60, Joey? Why? Because the Utah Jazz kept Rudy Gobert and Ricky Rubio in in garbage time, and then at the end of the game, intentionally fouled to keep Booker from getting the ball and getting his 60 points.
2: Not to make light of the Nurkic thing. Yes. But let's just say hypothetically... Mm-hmm. If Rudy Gobert had broken his leg while doing that. Yes. Who would the jazz fans be mad at? Would they be yes. mad at the refs? They would be mad at the refs because they'd be like, you don't
4: call that intentional foul. <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> um, I would say like, uh, look, my, my default is that they would get mad at a black person. <laughs> Um, I don't know who that would be in this hypothetical, but yeah, it is an example that, um, a lot of things happen that unnecessarily prolong games, including Jim Boylan's insane timeouts, (laughs) uh,
2: which he often takes, uh, excuse me, you mean Mr. Basketball's insane timeouts, Mr. Basketball
4: 2019's, uh, Timeouts that he'll call with under a minute left and his team down by 20 points because he's a maniac. Okay, I can't sing any more of that for fair use. Um. Uh, uh, but... <laughs> that's insane. Okay, so this is completely insane behavior from both
2: teams, by the way. Well, I actually kind of like this from the Jazz just from a karmic standpoint because if you remember when Devin Booker scored 72 points or whatever. 70, uh, yeah. Uh, it was because the Suns were fouling to extend the game, so we oh, could score more right. points. <laughs> I
4: mean, the Suns—what a! If if you say nothing about else about the Phoenix Suns, this is an organization that has its priorities right.
2: <laughs> uh, also, they signed Jimmer. By the way, we didn't talk about that last. Yeah. Week.
4: So this game is this game is in Utah. So Jazz fans, and it's not close, but Jazz fans are you know, they went to Jimmer, he went to BYU, it makes sense. They have a thirst for Jimmer. Yeah. Um, He's a local hero. He shot 1 of 10 in this game and
2: was negative 25, which he did in only uh, 14 minutes. There's an amazing moment in this, (laughs) I saw it shared on social media, where (laughs) Jimmer goes to take a three-pointer, and the Jazz the jazz uh announcers are like there it is that beautiful Jimmer shot. Here he goes and it like clanks like really far off the back. <laughs> he misses so far off. <laughs> well, also at the
4: end of the game when all Phoenix was doing was trying to get Devin Booker uh 60 points, Jimmer was like, They wanna see me shoot. This is my town. I'm putting up shots. <laughs> Booker made his last shot when he was triple teamed, which is like so awesome and dumb in both directions. Oh my God. Devin Booker is really content. It's weird because his rookie year, I kind of imagined this sort of path for him.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: just like total garbage time scoring, meaningless records, like putting up like real numbers, but for just like a terrible team, and his team keeps getting worse. It's 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 an amazing trajectory. Devin Booker
2: is truly the NBA's only like throwback to the early to mid nineties. Yeah, he's like, like no, sorry, the late nineties. Yeah, yeah. No, but right? he, yeah, he's like Steve Francis, but Steve Francis's teams were too good. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I well, think this guy's Francis, good. Like, he scores a lot, but he shoots thirty-two yeah. percent.
4: <laughs> no, but he he is like he's like a more talented Ricky Davis is what he yes. feels like, to me.
2: or like a guard Sharif Abduraim. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, just bad all the time. And what, uh, a, what a game.
2: Also, oh, we have to respect the jazz for a second. Yes, a oh. lot of people did not mention this record mm-hmm. that happened. No, Rudy Gobert set a record last night. Do you want to talk about it?
4: Yeah, so Rudy Gobert, uh, he set a record. A lot of people haven't mentioned it. He set a record for the most people dunking on him on Twitter in a single year. So congratulations, Rudy Gobert, and congratulations, Rudy Gobert's mom.
2: Uh also you know what's a meaningless award uh, record what's that uh, most dunks in a season I'm just going to yeah, say it. it's completely no one, and totally meaningless anyone ever like tallied those except just a desperately
4: thirsty 24 year old jazz intern <laughs> so,
5: uh, I just wish I could have some caffeine
2: Um All right uh also I want to point out this game is like Exhibit A for why the season should be only 70 games. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, the whole night, honestly. (laughs) Uh, Should we talk about some real news, I guess? I guess. All right. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal is the new spokesman for Papa John's, Sean. (laughs) Incredible. The man who will endorse literally anything. So before we get into
4: the papa john's the re well before we get into the reasons behind this i just want to list some things that Shaq has also endorsed mm-hmm. besides papa Please john's do. pizza okay uh power balance energy bracelets the general insurance mm-hmm. uh a candy bar called the mr big never heard of it uh, i go headphones little i big g uh Shaq soda uh, the Shack Jack Blackjack game on the My Vegas app uh, a restaurant chain called the Original Soup Man which is <laughs> founded by the real life soup Nazi from Seinfeld <laughs> they didn't want to put Nazi in their name weirdly enough um, something called Quick Sticks which are glucose sticks okay. uh, Fruity Pebbles Gold Bond mm-hmm. Icy Hot mm-hmm. um, Dove Soap Mm-hmm. Leaning shoes, Reebok shoes, Zales, JC Penny, Buick, Vitamin Water, Carnival Cruises, Big and Tall Stores, The Ring Doorbell, mm-hmm. um, Radio Shack, that makes sense. Burger King and Taco Bell, Pepsi and New Jersey gubernatorial <laughs> candidate Chris Christie. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, so now Shaq is, is both the spokesman for Papa John's. He owns some portion of like nine Papa John's in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and he's on the board of directors and he's getting $8 million for this.
2: So let's cover why Papa John's (laughs) needed a new spokesman real quick, even though I think everyone knows this. Uh, so Papa John himself, uh, John Schnatter, uh, Pizza Tillman for Tita, if you will. Yes. <laughs> uh, he blamed the NFL anthem protests for declining pizza sales. Uh, and cool. then it came out he used the N-word during a training session. Mm-hmm. Um, his point was that no one cared that Colonel Sanders used the N-word. Uh, he... I think people cared a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he also said that people from Indiana, where he's from, used to drag black people with trucks until they died. Which and apparently, yeah, go ahead, sorry. This was during a training session. <laughs> <laughs> what were they training for? Also, apparently
4: it people were generously saying like, oh, I thought he meant I'm from this racist place and it's not like that anymore, but he absolutely did not say that explicitly mm-hmm. and it was unclear. It just was unclear. Yeah. So
2: yeah, so He so also they... <laughs> uh there've been multiple pictures of him um like falling down drunk. And yes. in 1999 he was accused of stalking and groping a woman where he settled. Mm-hmm. And then uh he had an additional sexual misconduct settlement in uh 2009. Um he's also a Trump and Romney supporter. Mm-hmm. So I bring this up, Sean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because uh It's probably better. I mean, it's definitely better that he... I mean, it's great that Papa John is gone. Fuck that guy. Mm -hmm. But isn't it a little weird that they replaced him with a dirty cop? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Shaq, Shaq, now, this is notable. Uh, Notable
4: fake, fake police officer. Dirty police officer has been in some, like, personally participated... in raids where like SWAT teams knock down the door of the wrong mm-hmm. person's house. Uh, he also amazingly was an honorary volunteer sheriff's deputy for Maricopa County. Ah, uh, Joe Arpire. Sheriff, yeah. And Sheriff Joe got rid of Shaq. Mm-hmm. He was like, Shaq, you, you're, you're not qualified to work for me. America's most racist sheriff. And it was because of Kobe's, uh, T- the the tell me how my ass oh, tastes.
2: He sided uh, with Kobe.
4: Yeah, Sheriff Joe is Team Kobe. If you take nothing else away from this not, podcast. not
2: surprising to old Joey.
4: <laughs> um. So so Shaq is there. He's the first black board member for Papa John's. Mm-hmm. What a he shock! He ha- did
2: have a great quote. Yes. Can I can I tell you Please. Shaq's quote Please. here? Yeah. If you want to enjoy great pizza and feel loved by the people that serve the pizza, you can come back home now. The daddy is here. So instead of Papa John, they have Shaq Daddy. Mm-hmm. They, you know what? I would Their pizza really sucks. I don't think I've ever had it. It's yet. really bad. Yeah, it um, definitely looks like it sucks. Uh, but they should just change the restaurant name to Shaq Daddy's check daddy's pizza. It'd be great. Yeah. I would, I would think about going there even though their pizza sucks. It would just <laughs> even be, like I don't oh. really want pizza from a cop either
4: because you, here's the problem. Like I understand he's not the CEO of the company. His name's not on any buildings in Louisville. The place is still named after him. His mm-hmm. name is on all the boxes and the restaurants. You have to call and say, Hey, can I have a, a large, uh racist guys, pepperoni pizza? Yeah, is this Racist Pizza Place? Well, I would like to support you with some business. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's just named after a racist. But he's not day-to-day operational control. Oh, but he owns 31% of
2: the business. Great, great. <laughs> um, Shaq also claimed yes. on Twitter uh, that he was an early investor in Google. Yes. Do you believe this? I do believe that. How much of Google do you think Shaq owned? <laughs> I mean, very little. It... <laughs> How it's much better beard. would the social network be if they had to get an actor to play Shaq for like an angel investor meeting? It oh, would be so good.
4: Also if it if they made it like Shaq Jeeves <laughs> Where everything else about Google was the same, but you, but they still were like, "Well, he was an early investor, so we can't get rid of this cartoon shack that you have to ask questions to." <laughs> but also, it's just great that a shack endorsement means anything at all now, mm-hmm. because again, literally, he'll endorse anything.
2: Right, if we had enough money, we could get Shaq to endorse Roundball Rock. And it doesn't even seem like it needs to be that
4: much money, because $8 <laughs> million is a lot of money, but not that much money if you're buying yourself out of an N-word scandal.
2: <laughs> um, alright, uh, let's talk about uh, another bad business person. Uh. Yes. Poor Lonzo Ball, man. Ah, uh, this is a bum. This story... It's a real fucking bummer, but it's also... I hate to say this. It's so predictable. Yes, because. OK, so let's just
4: talk about what happened first.
2: Yeah, w- you probably have a better working knowledge. So why yes. don't you run us through it?
4: So uh, apparently there's been. So uh, there is a guy, uh, Gregory Allen Foster, who is Lavar's LeVar Ball's best friend or one of his best friends. Uh, they brought him in to big baller brand. And uh, he has a criminal conviction. He had a partner. uh, They had mail fraud and money laundering about in 2002. uh, Their business is kind of suspicious given his role now. They lied and told investors that they had a bunch of pro athletes as clients as a way to legitimize their fictitious Mm -hmm. business, which was called capital management team. Um, and apparently they defrauded seventy five people of four million dollars, had to pay it back, and he went to prison for five years. And so, I don't know what the context of the story is. I think someone just mentioned that this guy had a, you know, a history of criminal fraud. He also did something in two thousand and nine which revoked his probation. Um, and then, someone brought it to the attention of Lonzo or Lonzo's financial manager, who's a financial planner, whose name is Humble Lukonga.
2: Who's the hero of this camp. story,
4: by the way? The <laughs> hero of this story. Yeah. And brings it to... They, someone brings it to their attention, and Humble Lukonga's like, uh, Lonzo, you're missing $1.5 million.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And so as a result, uh, Lonzo has basically cut ties with big baller brand and also seems to have cut ties with his dad. Yeah,
2: he's scrubbed all the pictures of his dad from his Instagram. And you got to say
4: uh it doesn't seem like Lavar has made a lot of great decisions because he had Lonzo going to the NBA. It seemed like a like a decent shoe offer on the table. Like he was going to get something like a three-year deal for ten million dollars, I mm-hmm. think, was the uh, the number I saw. Which is, you know, not huge money, but also way better than negative one and a half million dollars. <laughs> that is, it's it's eleven and a half million dollars better. Um, but also, even the sons, like the sons, had UCLA scholarships, and now they were playing professionally in Lithuania and. Were they, where was the last place they were somewhere in Wisconsin? I don't even remember. It doesn't even matter. Like it's, uh, it's such a bummer, but it's just, it just really sucks because it seems like even though LeVar is, has, has a, has a lot of like pretty clownish behavior, mm-hmm. um, it did really seem like they had a very nice father son relationship. Yeah. And so that part of it just really bums me out. Like,
2: um, like, also, I kind of wanted them to succeed, even though it was like such a clown show, right? Because uh, it would be tight if players could like. This is the second time, like, a player has had a good idea concerning shoes. Well, this one was a worse idea because the shoes were yeah. so much money. But like the Starberry method rules. And someone should do that. (laughs) Because fuck the, like, shoe monopoly. Exactly. Um, and why, why let Li Ning
4: take all of our greatest athletes like Shaquille (laughs) (laughs) O'Neal? Um, yeah, the whole thing was very clearly a shit show. Um, obviously very early on when people would order shoes, they would be told. They were small uh, ballers. Small ballers for complaining. Um. Here's the thing. Don't don't let someone distract you from protecting your financial uh, instincts by by criticizing the size of baller you are. That's mm-hmm. not right. They shouldn't do that.
2: Uh, the Lakers also suspect that the triple B shoes got Lonzo hurt. By the way, yeah.
4: Um, I also but I pitch- don't
2: necessarily look. They they didn't make enough
4: shoes for him to wear big baller shoes all the time. Did
2: Triple B shoes also get LeBron James hurt and Brandon <laughs> Ingram uh, and uh, Rayon Rondo? They, did they sign <laughs> Lance Stevenson? Uh, I don't. I just don't know. Look, I'm sure the shoes are pretty bad, but also I don't trust anything coming out of the Lakers organization yeah. when it comes to assigning blame. <laughs> yes. Uh also I
4: just want to mention that that the guy accused of defrauding Lonzo uh does have a son that Lonzo has recorded music with and his he performs as uh Enzo McFly.
2: You know what? That's his it's a name. good name. It's a good name. <laughs> it's like it's like marty mcfly it's like if
4: they'd made it back to the future four where he goes to europe that would have been one of michael j fox's like nine characters was yeah. this attack oh it's just me Enzo mcfly
2: <laughs> nobody call him McChicken. Um, should we do a real basketball piece of news or a funny basketball piece of news to close this show out, Sean? Uh, let's do the let's, funny piece. I see. I think we actually should do the real one because I think we can oh, okay, have some fun, fun with it.
1: Um, okay,
2: the, the Celtics one. are a shit show. Dude. Oh my God. Um, they had another team meeting. Ah, <sighs> so good. Um, how many team meetings is this now? Well, they've
4: had, they've had a lot apparently, but, uh, let me, let me give you the, the, the chronology of the, I'm just going to go through the timeline of notable team meetings they've had. So right before Christmas, they were on a three game losing streak and they lost to the bucks and they had an extended team meeting after the game. Um, Kyrie Irving said they were being too selfish and they lacked consistent cohesion. Jalen Brown said it was just the team trying to get on the same page, get everything together. We're trying to do something special and make sure we're all clicking on the same cylinders. That's that's fine. Mm -hmm. And then Brad Stevens said it was like the beginning of Festivus because it began with a long airing of grievances. (laughs) Uh and then on December 23rd, they had a second long team <laughs> meeting because they didn't air enough grievances the day before. Uh, then they they got it together. They went 15-5 and five after those two meetings, and people had decided the Celtics were back. They finally got it together. They're the favorites again. Um, then, I mean, I'm sure there have been some meetings in the interim, but uh, March 8th, they famously the the celtics had been three and seven in their last ten and they were flying across the country to start a west coast road trip what do you think happened joey uh
2: i think they had like the best team flight ever and it fixed all their problems right
4: yeah uh apparently Kyrie got everyone to quote unplug their headphones and amplify their interactions um and Al Horford said, you'd think we'd get sick of each other, but actually it made the plane ride go quicker. We were just hanging out and talking. And they all talked about how that that cross-country flight had gotten the, the Celtics together. So they, they subsequently beat the Warriors.
2: Who were... Um, at that point, not trying in any of their games. <laughs> no, it did not seem like the most effort. They beat
4: the Sacramento Kings mm-hmm. who, were who were in a tailspin. They've been kinging it up yeah. pretty bad. Uh, and they beat the Lakers in a narrow game and then lost to the Clippers by 25. But it didn't matter. They the team chemistry was back. Uh, they played cards. They took their headphones out. Kyrie did it. Joey. What happened 16 days after that cross-country flight? Uh,
2: Kyrie Irving uh, talked a bunch of shit about the coach in the media while also forcing a team meeting because they went like three and five or something like that. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, they had another team meeting. Um yeah. Kyrie
4: uh, told the media that after Kemba Walker went off on them, he said, we should have trapped Kemba Walker more, quote, like every other team does in the league.
2: Well, something Kyrie Irving related happened before that, though. Oh, yes. Uh, It was Kyrie Irving's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And he posted an Instagram that how would you describe this image? Uh, It's a star of David with an eye in the middle. Yeah, it's And uh, then like a bunch of It looks hiero- like it looks like it's like not hieroglyphics. It's like Yeah, it's like
4: a star of David. It's like the eye from the pyramid on a dollar bill. Uh-huh. And then I guess these are hieroglyphics. It's like a mix between <laughs> like it's like fake Egyptian hieroglyphics but also seems like fake Native American art. Mm-hmm. It definitely just looks like if you just I... randomly googled Google image search conspiracy Uh and then somehow shove the first five images you
2: saw together. Yeah. Uh, And here, let me read you the quote that (laughs) uh, comes with it. My intuitive truth. I am grateful for my time capsule on this motherly earth. I am grateful. I am constantly in search for more knowledge about life, the world and myself. I am learning the purpose I have in this universe I will only use it for greatness. I look up and look within. There are angels, guiding spirits, and synchronicities all around me. I awaken to the beauty of growth and patience. I love and live freely. Happiness is inside. 27, stamp it. Mom, I love you. To my family, triangle emoji, eye emoji, power is inside. I mean, it's
4: very Kyrie Irving. <laughs> it's weird because sometimes I think he's very happy and content, and sometimes I feel like he's just is never satisfied.
2: How much does he vape, you think? <laughs> it's got to be a lot. <laughs> he's like he's the
4: most high college sophomore of any like like he's this is the discussion. Clay Thompson lives the life of an actual college sophomore where he's like I'm playing basketball or video games. What else are we supposed to do? Kyrie is like chopping it up with an R. He's like chopping it up in the in
2: the lounge yeah, and being like, like well, what if He's like constantly post drum circle. Yeah, right, right.
4: <laughs> yeah, he always has like he it's like he sages his own brain. Every
2: day. He's like if the biggest Ben Harper fan in 1997 had an Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
4: <laughs> it's a guy who's who's following the Tibetan Freedom Tour. But also, none of it seems like it's useful. But it's never also... like Kyrie Irving saying like, hey, guys, let's use a little less carbon. It's always like, look, the synchronicities of the universe... <laughs>
2: But also, they then the Celtics and Brad Stevens particularly then proceeded to ruin his birthday. Yes, (laughs) like he was trying to use things for greatness, and he was trying to get out early, you know, score some points, end the game, Uh and then his fucking coach wouldn't trap (laughs) trap Kemba Walker like everybody else, and then they had to have a fucking meeting after the game.
4: And you know that like he only had the bounce house rented for a certain period of time, so that sucks. You know what I mean? Like he's probably going to be late for the palm reading, um, and you know a lot of the best drums are going to be taken by the time <laughs> he gets to the the birthday drum circle. It just sucks.
2: Um, Brad Stevens also, uh, then went to the media the next day and was like, yeah, maybe he's right, maybe we could attract more, but also in the fourth quarter, no one went to the paint, which is like a direct shot at Kyrie Irving. Uh Uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, Celtics are doing great. 67 wins, right?
4: I think they just need seven or eight more team meetings. (laughs) And Uh, how many cross-country flights? I mean... They're going to have to, I mean, they probably are hoping that they play Orlando or somebody like that, that like, do you think they might start traveling to their games by train or something to try to get <laughs> just in the interest of efficiency? Like, like, is it better to, to wait for an hour and a half and then fly or just have a team meeting on like a train that's already moving? <laughs> it's a tough
2: decision. <laughs>
4: Oh, man, the Spurs really beat the crap out of them this week, too.
2: <laughs> uh, speaking of the Spurs, uh, we'll do this piece of news here just oh, real yeah. quick. Uh, they signed Donatus Yunus.
4: Congratulations. Who,
2: now both Yunus brothers are in the NBA, right?
4: It's incredible. Yeah. He, uh, so agent BJ Armstrong, you he were right. You play. played it perfectly. You played it perfectly. You <laughs> finally got Mota Yunus. To the Spurs. Congratulations. Uh he will probably be a forty two percent three point shooter by second week of April.
2: <laughs> um
4: they on. also have two wait, well oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just thinking of they just have a Davis and a Domus and yeah, anyway.
2: That's okay. Uh I think that's our show. Yeah, that's that's we did a lot today. We'll talk we about Nikola Jokic's horse uh, later this week. Yeah,
4: I think that's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, do you want? Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, no, just check
4: out check out the Everything Report on Instagram. A lot of sports jokes. If you're in LA, come to the business on Monday nights at Little Joy at nine.
2: Um, great. Uh and then do you have a song? I do actually. We you know, we've okay, been talking. let's talk- run this let's oh, yeah. run this by for any of our new listeners. Uh-huh. Uh there's a website out there called Grantland for Kids. Mm-hmm. Uh it's with a Z. Um <laughs> and they went viral earlier this year with a Luka Doncic song and all of their uh Luka Doncic parody song of the Jeff Buckley cover of a Leonard Cohen song. Mhm. Um, called Halle Luca, and um, we realized that there- so, Great Land for Kids is so much more popular than us. Uh, maybe we can ride those coattails and get some of that popularity by going viral ourselves. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, maybe. How many? So we've been making Luca Doncic parodies, Sean. What number is this? Uh,
4: hold on. Let me tell you. Fifteen. It's far more than fifteen. Twenty five. This will be number twenty four.
2: Okay, so we still haven't gone viral yet. Uh, unlike Grantland for Kids, who has moved yeah. on and gone viral with Luke Walden's songs. Yeah, if you guys haven't, if you guys haven't checked
4: out, uh, we do have one follower on the SoundCloud. That's pretty good. The last <laughs> song got six likes. Um, it was called Slovenian Raps at Doncic. Yeah. So. Uh, but this new one, uh, we have been talking about the Knicks and James Dolan. And I was like, you know what? Let's get a New York original involved. So we uh, we reached out to Paul Simon for this new one. Mm. Is and, it still uh,
2: Luka Doncic themed or is it like sell the team, the other Grantland uh, for Kids song?
4: <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, you know, we don't feel like we need to take such an active role in uh, interfering with team sales like maybe the owner of Grantland for Kids likes mm-hmm. to do. But, uh, no, this one, it's mainly about Luca. It's called Mrs. Aniston.
2: Oh, I thought it was going to be uh, 50 Ways to Leave Your Luca.
4: Oh, um, well, maybe, maybe we'll see that <laughs> in the future. <laughs>
2: um, and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter, at Frankie Muniz, where I've had so many good tweets. Um, this is a double tweet. Um, on 317.19, I tweeted, I had a dream last night that at Justin Bieber and I were friends and we were filming Insta stories in my smart car. And then two minutes later, not in a thread, just separately, I tweeted, yes, I rock a smart car.
4: I don't think it's possible to rock a smart car.
2: I mean, it is when your agent Cody Banks. You you're right. You're right. Bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, trust the process and uh, shut it down. Let's have a team meeting about my weird Instagram uh, post. Conspiracy post.
5: And here's to you, Mrs. Aniston. Luca loves you more than you will know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Scoring with ease, Mrs. Aniston. Lots of lazy D from Katie Tray. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. We'd like to know a little bit about you for our blogs. We'd like to tell Mark Cuban to fuck himself. Look around you, all you see are some pathetic guys. Throw the ball around until it goes out of bounds And here's to you, Mrs. Aniston Luca loves you more than you will know Whoa, whoa, whoa The owner's a sleaze, Mrs. Aniston Cuban still best friends with Pants DJ Hey, hey, hey Shame, shame, shame Heading to the lottery where Coach Pop never goes Puddin' in in Treyburg because of tanking It's an open secret that solemn misery blows Remember when Monica put that turkey on her head Caboclo, Mrs. Robinson, Matt LeBlanc is more than just a bro Whoa, whoa, whoa. No one cut the cheese Mrs. Aniston. That's the stench of Dallas's recent play. Hey, hey, hey. Tim Hardaway. Sitting on the team plane on a five-game losing streak. Should have had an Oscar nod cake. Blog about it, tweet about it, slide into DMs But you're never gonna be more than friends Where have you gone, Eduardo Nahara? Maps Nation turns its pasty thighs to you Ooh-ooh-ooh What's that you say, Mrs. Aniston? Nick Van Exel's left and gone away Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, this is the ghost of Paul Simon. Just want to tell Luca, I understand what's happening. I once traded away Art Garfunkel to get Cap Space, and with that pick, I drafted Lorne Michaels. By the way, the original Broadway cast recording for The Cape Man is still on sale.